Welcome to Born for Penguins. Uh, this is episode... 11 or 12? I think it's 13. I literally just wrote the note on Grandma. <laughs> this episode... Well, it's an episode. And it's in the double-digit episode yeah. category. Um, and today we're going to be talking about social media for athletes, weightlifters, powerlifters. Um, yeah, how... Social media is kind of the good and the bad. Right, exactly. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and talk about some shit you've been up to? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm uh, Brian, and I am a coach at uh, the Resilient Strength hey. and at uh, Never Sarah High School. Um, those are like the professional things. Uh, and I, man. Can I tell you that I, up until meeting you, always said uh, Junipero Sarah? Junipero? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a soft J, like yogging. Yeah, I mean, it's a Spanish word, <laughs> is really what you're trying to say very nicely. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, <laughs> there's some really funny ones of how, like, when you pronounce things, and when, like, uh, anglicized in California versus when you don't. Yeah. It was an absolute nightmare for me. Okay. Like, because our, you actually speak Spanish. Correct. Right. Like, Arguello? Why? Just why? How would you say it? <laughs> it's Arguello. The double L in that situation. Oh, I mean, that's definitely a more attractive sounding word as well. Oh, uh, yeah, Arguello sounds so fucking ugly. You're like, yeah, I mean, there's lots of Spanish named things around here that, like, uh, the the pronunciation has always graded on me, and I yeah. think it's probably because it's being pronounced incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It seems likely. I mean, yeah. I could go down a whole uh, Orcas Island situation here. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, let's not go there. Padilla Bay. Um, we are going there, so we could also record on Orcas Island and make that uh, connection. But today, I think that we should just go ahead and uh, introduce ourselves. Right, get back on track. Um, <laughs> so, I'm Brian. I didn't even get past that part. Uh, well, you got to coach. I got to coach. Um, uh, Huna Sarah. That's accurate. Hey! <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> and... Um, you know, like, I guess lately the things that jump out to me is I'm like, uh, I like, I like terrestrial and aquatic adventures, and like, we okay. recently went up into some pretty epic mountains. And I mean, saw that was super terrestrial. Super. I mean, besides the like 30 seconds we put our feet in the water that was so cold that it made my calves seize up, <laughs> um, I think that was exclusively terrestrial. I did go on a hot tub. It was uncomfortable. There were a lot of people around. I went in the smallest bathtub of all time. Yeah. Um, it would have been like a foot bathtub for you. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten much of my body in there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I um, you know like like adventuring, like getting up into to mountains. I'm really really excited about mountain lakes this summer. And yeah, we're gonna free dive some alpine lakes. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be sick. Uh, and like getting back in the ocean and uh, seeing animals and their stupid faces. Yes. And our garden. I'm really really stoked on lately. Okay. 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 So this is for me. What about what about yourself? Uh, I'm Holly. I own the Resilient Strength in Oakland. Um, I also coach here. Uh, I also own Fitquick um, protein mixes. You mentioned Fitquick. Um, I recently went to Yellowstone, which is uh, the most fucking primal wild 
space I've been in. Um, I grew up in the mountains, uh, and I mean specifically the western side of the West, uh, Sierra Nevadas um, mountain range. And so I guess I like don't really expect to be surprised specifically by North American mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother described it as the North American Serengeti. Mm-hmm. And I think that's absolutely fucking accurate. Right. Um, highlights include uh, watching a pack of wolves um, hang out and be wolves on the side of a mountain or on the side of a ridge line. Yeah. Uh, with a whole bunch of nervous elk above them uh, and some not nervous bison. I don't think bison are concerned about wolves at all. They did not care. I'm not sure what bison are concerned by, but I don't think that it's a it, wolf. It didn't seem to be much. No, I mean, I I think that if a wolf pack, like, rolled up to a bunch of babies, that would be a serious problem. But I think that, like, uh, bison do the same thing. I I think it looks like a black block, um, where uh, I know African buffalo do this because documentaries, um, not because I was there. Um, But I guess when, like, they get attacked, they form, like, a circle, like a ring. They put all the babies in the middle, and then they, they make, like, a ring with their butts near the babies and their heads outside. Right. Um, so I think bison do that. So it's basically like a wall of epic fucking fluffy horns. Uh, and like, man, bison are kind of fucking intimidating. They are really big. It is, it is impossible not to be, I felt this at least, was very aware of their trampling power. Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. Like, I, we got bear mace. And uh, we did see four bears. Yeah. Uh, at no point did I feel that bears were in any way intimidating or um, in it threatening us in any way. No, specifically the bear that that snuck, snuck up on us. Yeah. Okay. Like turned around, you know, like, turn around, take a picture. It's a bear. Oh my god, that's the least threatening creature I've ever seen. <laughs> it was very shiny and happy. It looked like it was conditioning well. And it was just like kind of boop, 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 It's boop. stupid little back feet walking all funny. Yeah, it was very small. Um, and then it didn't have a mama bear to like come fuck us up afterwards. So right. it was basically the most benign bear experience we could have had at very close proximity. Accurate. Um, but, uh, but we did get bear mace and uh, the bear mace situation really only became like applicable in, in uh, bison form. Right. Um, the bison were not threatening, but we did have one bison who was staring us down pretty hard. Yeah, this one bison's like, we were pretty deep out in... Lamar Valley. Lamar Valley, like, on what ostensibly was a trail. Right. But... I mean, I think we did 13, 14 miles on that trail. Yeah. And we were, like, halfway out or something. I mean, we were... Yeah, but I don't even know where the fucking trail was. We basically just, like, romped around in Lamar Valley for, like, five hours. Yeah, I mean, it basically was, like, walking around. Four hours or whatever. And I'm pretty sure, you know, this bison was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just looking at us, like, I don't know what y'all are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was laying down, and then we got closer, and it stood up. And then as we got closer, it was, like, continually watching us and making little snorty things. So I'm going to go with... It didn't threaten to trample us, but it definitely it seems like it was on its uh, mind as the option. Right. Um, one of the options. Right. It was like, you're not food. Because <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah, exactly. You don't seem particularly threatening. Right. But I might trample you anyway. But I didn't realize there were like very, very large herds. Right. Just like all the fucking over the place. Right. Like not like they just a con- congregate in one area. You're just like... Oh, there's just herds. Right, like, but like large herds, right? right? Like, not like the way that it was supposed to be. Um, but, right, right. Uh, because a bunch of white people decided to get on trains with guns and shoot them from the trains because right. uh, 
Western Civ is fucked. Mm, right. <laughs> but, like... But, like, it was really cool to, like, see kind of, like, a glimpse into what uh, North America in this region was sort of originally supposed to be. Right, like, just what... Um what no fen- uh, planes without fences right might could look like i mean let's be let's like say what it actually is planes without ranches right that's yeah um, which is really what yellowstone is right it's a big chunk of land that was taken as space away from ranching right um and as a result you just have like a comical amount of animals and they're just roaming around and- um and, like, I've always felt like that's the way that it was supposed to be here. Right. And so, like, in the Sierras, it always felt weird to me that you don't encounter animals almost ever. Right. Um, although, heads up to anybody who's not super experienced in the mountains here. Um, Desolation Wilderness, you experience way more bears. So be prepared for that. Um, anyways, so, like, yeah, it was really cool. So that's, I guess, what I've been up to. Sweet. Um, that's the most exciting thing. And then we drove down through Wyoming and uh, kind of fucked around with the Tetons. Yeah, which were, like, I hadn't, I didn't know those were such mountains. Yeah, they were, like, very mountain. Like, I knew there were some mountains. I didn't know the degree of mountain that we were driving into. And yeah. it was just like, oh, well, those, those are some of the most picturesque mountains I've ever seen. Yeah. And, like, beautiful crazy clear right lakes and just like this impossibly green i mean we were there at like in the most beautiful weather of all time it was like bluebird sky with like epic fluffy clouds right. like just to like add a little bit of pop you right. know like right, it right, was right. like it seemed like it was like a mountain movie experience or something yeah the hills were alive with music for sure <laughs> but not nazis which i think is uh very much present in that movie that is accurate also oh, i might just throw a whole state under the bus here Stay out of Idaho. Uh, <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. God damn it. It's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, not. Idaho definitely sucks. Also, my mom informed me that um, she also had the thought, Idaho Falls, where the fuck are your falls? It's really, really, really flat. How are there falls here? You are lying. Right. So uh, she did inform me that the falls are actually into canyons. Okay. So there are falls, but they're into canyons. Okay. Um, for reference, my parents lived in Montana and, like, the northern part of that region for, like, quite a while. So they romped around that area in between California and here quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of accidentally took a picture where my 19-year-old mother took a picture, <laughs> which is just so fucking cool. Yeah, it's a wild, wild um, comparison. Yeah, totally. Um, so you want to talk about social media? Yeah, let's dive right. Ready to just dive into it? Yeah. Do we want to start with good or do we want to start with bad? Um... I think I'm inclined to start with the, the with the bad, to be honest. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so, do you have a launch off point for that? I mean, I think I think the most obvious one that that jumps out to me is is comparison. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, comparison's the biggest one, I think. And like, I I'm just gonna say this right off the bat. I think social media has um, and media in general, honestly, right now we have a global media system. Right. And I don't think it's actually super healthy for us to know what's going on in literally every single part of the world. Right. Um, And as an athlete, um, it's really challenging because you have access to um, Chinese lifters and Ukrainian lifters and, you know, all these different um, athletes from all over the world, which can be really cool, which we'll talk about later. But, like, you're never going to not find somebody leaner than you. Um, more accomplished than you, stronger than you, better technique than you. Like, 
if you search around, you're going to fucking find it. Right. Right? And, like, so you're never, ever, ever going to feel like you are just on the top of your existence. Right. Right? And I think that that's really fucked. And it's, yeah, it's particularly brutal because you're going to get pushed by algorithms into the most extremely more than whatever thing you're kind of diving into. Right. The most the the most technically perfect perfect the most like well everything's the most right? right like everything's how can we turn it up turn it up turn it up right um but like if you if you back out of that mm-hmm. right there's just we have a fairly small community here like and um there's a large contingent of athletes that are fairly close to each other mm-hmm. in terms of like the weights that they're lifting and the weights that they weigh and stuff like that and like if you're looking at four other athletes that are of similar size strength to you then you can be like you can chase them right right but then you have lasha and there's like no fucking chance right right? like now you're staring down like you know 135 on the bar and you're fully aware that there's somebody who's lifting like 70,000 times more than that. Right, right, right. Right? And you're like struggling with that weight. Right. And you feel like a fucking asshole. Like, what's the point? Right. Like, you... But if you were in a smaller community, you could be like, oh, well, if I get 10 pounds, I'll be more than that guy. Right. And or you, girl. And you can see like, yeah, you can see the like... Human. That person. <laughs> you can see the like... I don't know can... why I just dove right into the binary <laughs> there. <laughs> um, but you're going to see... And you can see like... Uh, you know, you can see, like, a gradation, which is another thing I think is important. Like, you see someone who's been lifting for this amount of time, and someone who's been lifting for this amount of time. You see someone, you know, like, you can see people who are progressively getting more experienced and, like, different levels of strength. You see this heterogeneity of lifters. Right. Uh, which I think is important, right? In right. terms of, like, um, making, because I don't, I don't think that, th- there's a reason why we are so hardwired to compare. Right. Right? Like, there is... Um, there, there's no getting away from it, right? And I think it's important to kind of to, to check yourself and whatnot. But I don't think it's like some sort of moral thing where like not comparing yourself makes you, you know, more enlightened or something. No, right? I think it's ridiculous. Like, right. of course we're gonna compare ourselves. Like, huh. it's just like obvious. But like, it, just to circle back to the like comparison of yourself to people in the gym next to you, right? Compared to um people online, is that like. You see um, that day that um, somebody's partner was a fucking asshole to them and they didn't sleep. Right. And they came in and they missed every lift at 75%. You saw them get upset and, like, fucking yell at the bar. You saw them come in and just fucking crush it that other day. Right. Like, you saw them come in when they were, like, a little bit sick. And, like, so, like, you get to actually get the full, like, well-rounded picture of who that athlete is. Whereas, like, on social media, like... It's just an edited version. And what's fucked up about it is that it's a trap. It has to be the edited version. Right. Unless you're Maddie Rogers, if you're posting, like, videos of yourself learning, especially if you are an athlete who's also a coach, mm-hmm. then you're judged really heavily for that. Right. Um, even athletes here have, have, like, jokingly, but it's still, like, it affects me. Like, be like, oh, I mean, if coach doesn't do that, then you don't get to do that. And so right. it's like, you don't get to fuck up. Right. Um, but like in social media, you can not fuck up, not let anybody see those things, right? right? You can't 
see the day that that person came in and they felt kind of sick and they missed everything at 75% because they're not going to post that. Right. All you're going to see is what they ate for lunch and like some fucking rant that they put out about something that they're thinking about and their dog. You're not going to see that training day. Right, right. And you're not going to think about it because it's just going to be omitted. Right. Right? Or you're just not going to see it in the algorithm. Maybe they don't post that day. Right, right, right. And like as a result, you get this impression that everybody's best lifts are the ones that are all of their lifts, right. right? Whereas like no lifter from elite to beginner is gonna post anything except for what they see as the best. Right. I mean, you get like the sense of, there's the sense of, and I was really aware of this. I remember when like, you know, Instagram first came out of like this feeling of, uh, of access to someone's life. Yeah. And like pulling back and realizing like, it's clearly not true. There's like an illusion of comprehensiveness to right. it. And an illusion of, of a complete picture right and of course what you're getting is a high edited highlight reel right and like you'll even get um people are being more honest lately and i try to be really transparent on my social media mm-hmm. um not to say that i have any kind of like serious following compared to a lot of people but like i don't believe in putting just the best mm-hmm. but like i'm not gonna put every one of the bad right like right, i'm right. not gonna be like oh i coached 12 hours today and like my fucking hair's a mess, I'm fucking exhausted, right. and I'm crying because I haven't eaten in 10 hours, right. and I'm just, like, not really taking care of my shit very well. Right. Like, that's not going online. Like, I might post about, like, oh, you know, this is a positive spin on anxiety. Right. Right? And, like, I get anxious. But that's a different thing, right? And so there's this, like, interesting, um, like, dynamic where uh, people and athletes go online and scroll when they don't feel good and they post when they do feel good and even about the shitty things right and it's like i feel like you get it's almost like you get the illusion of 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 verb right you get the illusion of people doing things because of the the constantness like the constant feed loop reel of it like the fact that you can just scroll through things there's a sense that like it's action but what it is is now Right, you get to see a finished product that someone's willing to put out. Right, and it has to be that way. And it must be that right? way. Like, right, like every single thing has to be curated to right. go online. It's just part of the deal. And like, right. so what you get is like, it's interesting, right? Like, let's talk about it not as uh, in the gym, but uh, as adventures for mm-hmm. a second. Like, when we went and did the connection between um, Mirror Beach and Tennessee Valley. Right. It was like, it was gorgeous and amazing, right? right. Um, but I fell on a rock and hurt my butt really bad. Accurate. That didn't make it onto Instagram, right? right? Like the 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 time that we climbed up uh, to get out of Tennessee Valley to, to try to go back to Mirror Beach, right. where we got freaked out because it was windy <laughs> as fuck and it felt like we absolutely might die if we kept going. What's interesting that I hadn't considered is it might be that that just is dangerous. What? That, that stretch of trail. I mean, it's just dangerous. Like, it might well, just actually be dangerous. Well, but, like, what, I mean, not to get too far down this because it's off the topic, but, right. like, there, uh, okay, so there's a, a cliff, a ridgeline, uh, a ridgeline that has a cliff on one side down to the um, ocean that's probably, what, 100 to 200 feet tall, depending on where you are on the ridgeline. Yeah, it's kill you. It's, it's pretty it's... fucking serious. Like, it's tall. It's kill you tall. It's kill you tall. Um, I mean, it's 800 feet to the, to the bunker, and then you keep climbing. Yeah. So, like shit that's actually like 1200 feet is that possible is that possible maybe the ocean meets up i don't know it doesn't seem quite that high it doesn't but it's, seem quite that high but yeah. anyways um 
And there's three beaches that we really like, Mir, Tennessee, and Rodeo. And um, we have been trying to connect them. Mm -hmm. And so we did this really epic trip from um, one beach to the other where we got to this like high ridge line. It was like super beautiful and we could look over Tennessee Valley. Mm -hmm. That's where I fell, hurt my butt, and then we ended up walking back. And it was like epic and gorgeous. And the epic and gorgeous made it onto the the, um, Instagram, the walking with my glutes seized because it was fucking bruised right didn't which is fucking fine you know um but we never went down to tennessee valley and when we've gone up we've gone up to the same basic point and when we went up like i want to say like i don't know a tenth of a mile a quarter of a mile past that Mm -hmm. um i think that that strip between where i fell and the top of that ridge is just dangerous i think everything else is fine right um, I just think it's like scratchy, sketchy, dangerous, but it's especially sketchy, dangerous if there's like 35 mile an hour winds. Right. That doesn't help. It, that, right. But, like, but it's like, has the, it's got the red, it's got the red circle with the slash through it. Like this is not passable terrain. Well, we went way past that. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean like, uh, I'm thinking like a video game, right? Where oh, have, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like the fog of war is expanding and you're like, why can't I go here? It's like, just read it out. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but anyways, so like. The point is that you edit out the the points that are embarrassing, mm-hmm. that are emotional, that are failures, right. that are anything else, um, and you put in what you think is great, and that's by design. Right. Like, can you imagine if everybody put in every single experience that they had in every post that they did? That would be really weird and overwhelming. It'd be pretty cool, because you'd right. get a better image of everybody in a full, well-rounded way, but it would also be like kind of a lot more information that seems reasonable. Yeah. Like, we edit our lives to everybody. Well, I'm just thinking of, like, from... There, I think this reminds me of, like... It, this definitely reminds me of a, a Jorge Luis Borges short story. Oh, how surprising. Shocker, right? <laughs> um, we're, I think it's called Funus El Memoriam or something along those lines. But it's, like, about the process of, like, basically living and memory and remembering, right? And so, like, in this story... They're na- narrating self and the experience self? Yeah. Um, it's, like, definitely... Borges is, like... On some shit ahead of his time. I actually don't understand how he existed and, and, and wrote what he wrote when he wrote it. I feel that way about a significant number of like historical figures. Like, how did you, yeah, like, how did you just kind of like intuit this? Right. He wasn't a scientist who read a lot. Anyway, not gonna talk about Borges too much more, but like, in that, uh, in that story, there's a character who, who basically like remembers everything, right? Has like a, a perfect memory and he's just completely overwhelmed and burdened by it, right? right? Because, there's nothing he can experience. He's like full. Right. We edit our history similarly to social media. Right. Um, we don't remember all of those little moments mm-hmm. that like sort of suck. We edit them out because why do we need that information? Right. But we do remember the super negative much more vividly than seems reasonable at all. And it will overshadow the good. Right. Which is kind of an interesting thing, right? right. And like when you compare it to social media, it, I'm glad that you made that like connection because that's really really true, right? It's kind of like the way that we look back on our on our history, right? Um, and what I discovered recently, if I can talk about my personal experience yeah. with like the bad part of it in comparison, is that actually comparing yourself now to your own social media presence right. is like an interesting experience right, right, right. because you only see the highlights, and so what you're living is moments in between that don't necessarily feel like highlights right right. right? and then when you look back you're like wait was that all good and it's like it's interesting because i had um i had like a period in my life where uh i was 
seen as something that I didn't really feel like I was. Mm -hmm. And the relationship I was in was sort of like not being honestly portrayed to anybody around me because I didn't know how to navigate that space. Yeah. And so when I look back on it, I'm like, oh man, I was so shredded and I was doing so good and whatever else. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Right. I was hella shredded and I was lifting really heavy. So I was smaller and lifting like similarly to what I'm lifting now. Um, kind of, right? I'm significantly stronger, but yeah. like it, it feels that way, right? That way. That's a way better way to say it. It yeah. feels like it was that way. Right. Um, and, and like when I look back on it, I'm like, you see the posing, you see the like, but the highlight reels and what I'm living is the not posed, not highlight reels. So right. it's funny. You can actually do it to yourself. Totally. And I think like if I can riff off that, like you can do it, you can do it to yourself. You can, um, you can, when, especially like on that idea of like when you're, you feel good, you post when you, when you, when you're not feeling so right. hot, you're scrolling. Like if, if you're looking for someone to compare and be like, oh, I'm not doing great. Right. Like, you will find it. You will find it, but like, um, what, uh, I'm just going to put you on the spot here. What does your explore page look like? Because literally everybody I know has, that has talked about this, has talked about how their explore page is a fucking nightmare and makes you feel fucking terrible. Yeah, it's just like, mostly it's like humongous humans. Right. Lifting massive amounts of weight. Right. Um, and then, like, well, lately I've actually been getting a lot of, like, sharks and diving, which has been a delightful interjection. Yeah, you've and, gotten, like, follows from a bunch of freedivers and stuff, too. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but, like, can I get on that, too? I have no idea. I, like, I think I po we, I posted something about freediving. Okay. But I don't even think I have any, anyway, I have no idea. Stoked. I have um, so many good pictures of you freediving, and, like, I'm seeing none of them getting posted. <laughs> Like, You're over here not posting your highlight reel. <laughs> I'm over here just like living my life and like, uh, yeah. And but it's like mostly a really, really, uh, like, I mean, it's funny because it's it's so wrong. Like, I mostly get like a lot of like humongous bodybuilders and uh, and like people that spend time in the gym. I don't, I, and then I occasionally get, like, weightlifters that are lifting just, like, tremendous amount of weight. Right. And that, like, I'll get in that, that kind of scroll. Right. That kind of scroll thing. Um, and we'll talk more about, like, how the kind of, how, like, that might be navigated differently. But, like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not awesome, right? Like, right. It doesn't, um, I don't spend a lot of time there. No, but it sucks because, like, I'll go to search for something. And then it's, like, I have, like, this really weird mix of, like, super shredded women never really lifting anything. Right. Um, really, really ridiculous decadent suites mm -hmm. and tiny, tiny cabins. That's tight. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I've started to get a lot more food, which is also fun. It's food yeah, but and it's food like, It's weird. It's like, uh, do you want to be very, very lean? Pop-Tarts! Yeah, pop and I'm like, wait a second. This is wrong. You're like... <laughs> Do you want to hang out at the beach all day? Or maybe in this cabin around? No one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. You're like, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it's it's weird because the algorithm will actually, like, put that toxicity on you. Right. Like, I was one of the people who, like, legit petitioned Instagram to get the chronology back. Right. Um, and, like, obviously that's never going to work because no. the algorithm is what advertises to you and controls the way that you feel about things, therefore the way that you buy things. Right. And right? Like, it is... 
to literally control you psychologically, which is fucking weird. Right. And, and uncomfortable. And it's going to get more interaction, right? Like, the only, the only driving force here is, is having, having that phone open. Right. And being looking at it. Right. Because if your phone isn't open, you're not scrolling, you're not getting advertised. Right. Right? right. So, like, it's literally just pump. I mean, there's a really clear directive, right? And I'm right. not saying that, like, I mean, it is kind of nefarious. Like, just fucking call it what it is. Oh, it's completely nefarious. But it's not like I don't think it's wrong, right? Like, right. Instagram would be wrong to do the other, essentially. Well, I don't for think it's it wrong because, like, it's obviously successful. Right. Right. Like, it does really, um, it does really successfully gain our attention. Like, the amount of times I have found myself on social media without intentionally thinking I'm going to pick up my phone and be on social media is immense. Right. Like it controls you and it gives you that dopamine hit and it's fucking addicting. Right. And like, it's addicting because of this weird comparison thing in our brains. Right. It's that, that way it is both nefarious and in a non-intentional way. Right. Like it's a robot. Its goal is its motivations to accomplish its motivations to the best of its ability. Right. It's, it's not trying to hurt anyone. It's also not trying to do anything good. It is just trying to perpetuate itself. Right. It's amoral. Right. Right. And it's, I think it's, I'm acutely aware of the irony of the fact that I'm definitely going to post this podcast on Instagram. Oh yeah. I mean, isn't that interesting? Right? Right. Like, but that's, I mean, that's a good transition for us to move into the positive. Now, just talk a little bit about positives of, of, of which there are like kind of a lot. There, yeah, there, there are many, many, many. Um, the first one that jumps out to me is that, you know, it gives it gives you a unique access to to whatever you want to engage with, right? It's like this kind of blank slate of you you can choose, right? And you, a lot of people put out really really good content, right? Right, like um, it. As an athlete, it gives you access to lots of other athletes that can really inspire you, that can drive you forward, and that can connect you, right? Right. Like, I um, was on an international team of vegan athletes. We connected largely through social media. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a lot of people connect with me and tell... I mean, it happens almost daily that somebody messages me and says, like, I inspired them to lift or, like, lift today or something like that. And it's like... That means that we can have a relationship, whereas that wouldn't have existed previously. They mm. just wouldn't know I exist, and I wouldn't know they exist, and we wouldn't be chatting about, you know, how to overcome a knee injury when you're a weightlifter who, squ- who needs to squat all the time, right? right? Like, we wouldn't be having that conversation right. if it weren't for the social media that was set up. And, like, I also want to say that, like, you can build community on social media in a way that you couldn't otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it it also breaks down in-person community in ways that um, maybe we'll touch on today. But, like, I think that some of the really positive parts of the internet are actually going away, which is upsetting to me, like right. forums. Right. Although we're going we're gonna to kind of move into that space soon yeah. to hopefully create more, more community, more connectedness. Right. Um, but, like, when I moved to Seattle, uh, I moved there as, like, a kid... And I moved there with uh, a, a dude who totally sucked. And I broke up with two days after I moved there. But I didn't know fucking anyone. Right. Literally, I didn't know anyone. Right? And so uh, what actually like kept me alive socially and um, made me feel still connected in this like cold, dark, 
wet wasteland that was the Pacific Northwest for a California girl who didn't bring any friends with them, who was working like hundreds of hours a week, um, like more than 100 hours a week on end on end on end, was actually an XVX Facebook group. Right. Um, where I'm still actually actively friends with a significant number of those people. Right. And, like, we all met on a fucking Facebook forum. Right. And, like, on that Facebook forum, we started doing, like, secret Santas and, like, okay. legitimately supporting each other through, like, moments in our lives. Right. So, like, there are legit connections with, like large, um, I think the word community is used too superfluously, but right. like to a large community that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. Yeah. Especially I mean, for niche people. Right. I mean, I remember that pretty distinctly, like when, you know, started weightlifting, um, started to get into that and in the, you know, like was in a really isolated place, right? Like it just geographically and you know, there, there definitely wasn't a community. There wasn't you know, there's a possibility of building some, but not really, not a not a not a massive one, right? right. Like, and so being ta like being able to tap into um, and talk to other people doing something similar, right? Which, which is really, I mean, such a basic level of community. It's like these people are like me and doing something similar, right? And I remember like having a conversation with someone who was a really uh, avid rock climber at the time. You're like, oh yeah, that's a huge part of like of rock climbing. It's like because it's like this such like a especially in like a solo athletics kind of world, right? Where it's like you can really feel like you're on your own. Um, you know the, that that can be a really positive side of it, and you can you can see people um, who are you can build a network of peers, right? Um, using social media, right? And, and kind of get away from that sense of like just always, always, always looking at like you know like I don't watch. Um, a lot of workouts from, you know, uh, like top, top people. Cause like that isn't, that isn't my, my peer group. Right. right? You know, I'm, I'm not training for the Olympics or anything like right. that. Um, not, and we can talk more about that side of things, but like there is the possibility of building, um, uh, a genuine group of people that can be kind of like the, if you model it in the the four people in the gym right. who are lifting, if you kind of take that approach, I think you can, you can find a lot healthier kind of connection out of that. Yeah, I like that perspective, right? So like, essentially what you're saying is one solution to that negative is to better curate your experience on social media, to like actually connect with other people who are similar to you, maybe a little bit stronger than you, right. but not like actually an elite athlete who's like third on the US weightlifting team and uh, and actually connect with them and talk to them about their experience. Right. And then like bring that more together. Right. Right. Like, rather than being in this kind of passive, right? Again, like that kind of like that scrolling mindset of like I'm just gonna watch and consume. Right. Like I'm actually gonna cr interact and reach out. Right. I mean, I think it's interesting. Something that I hadn't thought about until right now is that uh, the you know the description that I had the XVX group, like that was a group and Facebook has groups, right. but like Instagram intentionally, um, uh, fractures everyone into individuals right. who see their own version of, of an algorithm. So like I was listening to, um, to a book the other day about, and that was talking about how the biggest, uh, the, the time that the most people were watching the same thing in all of history mm -hmm. was, um, 
Elvis on the Ed Sullivan show. Okay. And that that can't be rivaled again because we have all of our own individual streams right. and how that's like a really fracturing thing. Right. So that's like a large scale group of people all having the same experience. And if you like turn that into a smaller group, that's when the toxicity tends to go away. Right. And I think that like cancel culture really started to come in when we stopped having those groups, right? Like we didn't really have that within the, the XVX group. We actually had a couple of like fairly serious situations happen right. and only one person ever got, uh, got kicked out of the group mm -hmm. and it was discussed heavily it was discussed with them really heavily right. it was like openly a conversation for months right. until eventually that person was basically like um i am not going to change it, they were being sexually predatorial right i'm like had assaulted a couple of people and uh that person was essentially like i'm not willing to bend to the to the you know regulations that you're asking me to do right. and we were like okay well, we're gonna have to ask you to leave but it wasn't like that person is like gone forever and dead to us. Right. And so like, I think that uh, the like, the constant turning everything into an individual experience mm -hmm. is actually one of the things that's getting more toxic with social media. Right. That like breaking those those little groups down is really, really bad. And, and actually if we can, uh, we can just circle back to finding ways to have those little groups again, I think that we could find a way to like make it a more positive place. Yeah. Which is, again, one thing that we're going to be moving into that space of doing. Right, right, right. And, like, that way you're actually having conversations, not just watching their life. Right. I mean, it's it's curious, like, the the motivations that, like, I think the, the I almost think of it like a subversive act of, like, the, the, the dominant paradigm of, of scrolling and posting. Yeah. As like a subversive act to actually start to, to use it as a catalyst for interaction mm -hmm. because like you literally i mean you literally get outside of the advertising loop yeah. on that moment mm -hmm. right so there isn't a lot of incentivization built into the structure to do that right right so there isn't because it doesn't benefit right it doesn't the, the machine doesn't doesn't do doesn't perform its task better right. by you connecting with people right um that's an ancillary thing but like if you can use it as a tool right to to build that connection to, to find those pe people that you, you can connect with, um, I think that's a really powerful thing and kind of subverts that like that negative feedback loop that you're describing of like of watch of like and I'm gonna like jump into the cancel culture aspect of this. Like mm -hmm. if you are kind of like scrolling, not feeling great, until you find something yeah. that like oh, I'm gonna like hate on that yeah and they're like but there's no there's no there's it's all in your like you're a little individual isolated thing so it's like your disgust right it's like your personal thing there isn't some sort of like community accountability or some sort of like, right some sort of inclusion on that it's just literally like delete right but it does make you feel connected to other people and I know that we're moving back into the negative, which isn't super positive, but like uh, Brene Brown talks about how, um, God, I wish I had the exact like wording. She words things so much better than I'm going to do. Um, but she uh, talks about how basically talking shit, bonding about right. negative things about somebody else right. is a chicken shit cheap shot way to um, shortcut connection. Right, totally. Right? Like if you and I are sitting at a party and we don't know each other at all, and I'm like, 
hey, that that person over there, I'm just going to use female because women have a tendency to do this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, uh, that girl over there has uh, X, Y, and Z issues. Right. You're going to be like, ooh. Right. Right? Like, and then we're going to, like, all of a sudden we have something to talk about, and it's right. really easy to talk about that, right? right? Whereas, like, moving into other spaces, like, if I walked over and I was like, hey, um, have you ever thought about uh, how capitalism is the most successful form of... Um, you know, existence that humans have ever really created, and so is industrial ag, but it is actively ruining the planet. Um, what are your thoughts on an alternative way of living that isn't capitalism but is successful, that doesn't ruin the planet? Like, to that's not cl- gonna work in a fucking baby shower. To be honest with you, okay, I mean, but that's you and I. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, outside of you and I, I would be like, oh fuck, did yeah, we just become best friends? I'd be like, did we just become best friends right but now? The other hundred percent of humanity would be like. Oh, What's wrong God. with you? <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, I'd be way more into that conversation. That's like 100% true. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh shit, this person's got some interesting things there. Like, I mean, I have a different perspective, right? Like, I don't see things that way. We're talking about like a more nuanced yeah. sort of opinion. You and I are not normal. You're that good. So, like when people talk shit to me, my immediate end and first thought is if you're talking shit about somebody else, then you're going to talk shit about me. Please get the fuck away from me. Yeah, it's like I'm going to get distance from this right. Right, 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 right away. But like, I mean, I think it, um, you know, it definitely, but it highlights, it highlights something that's missing, right? That's something that you, that like, that as a passive consumer uh, like the easiest the water path of, of social media can be really really negative like right. the, pa- the the things that that are potentially positive I think require a little more interaction but like they can it, if there's like if you like as you mentioned like if you are aware of the fact that what you're seeing is curated right right then you can find in one can find inspiration right in in that curated zone you can find you know it's like i think of if you look at the big if you look at the big whole thing right it can be overwhelming and like oh my god but if you're looking if you're going in with a specific goal like i want to see i know that um tea and towel has excellent turnover and pull underneath on the clean right so i want to go look at some videos of that right i'm not like i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna pay attention to the weight on bar i'm just looking for that you can watch you can go and like Pull well, your phone this is, and This look is at actually that. something that I actively do. Right. Like, if I'm missing cleans repeatedly, okay. I have a tendency to back out of my own, like, okay, what could I do better? Because, let's be real, you can do everything better always, right? right? right, right. And so, like, what I'll do is actually just prime my brain and nervous system by, like, watching a bunch of videos of successful cleans of mm. athletes that are, I think are really, like, on point or athletes that I think lift similar to me. Right. Um... And yeah, I'm not even noticing, honestly, the weight on the bar. Right. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I keep missing the turnover and I keep getting spit out. Like, let's watch Tian Tao just have, like, a really amazing turnover, like, six or seven times and then go straight to the bar. Right. And see if my brain will kind of do that. So it's, like, a form of visualization. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, visualization, visualization that, like, you are sort of, like, walked through. Right. I, I'm not in my negative loop of what I could do better and which what I'm really actually doing is repeatedly thinking about a failure instead of going and watching a success right. in a way to like create success in my own life. Yes. Which I think can be really fucking helpful. Right. So what I'm like hearing hearing is like if there are specific 
goal-oriented, per- like, if you come in with a specific purpose, right. then you can you can get, right. you can use this as a tool to get access to that. I, absolutely. And then I want to talk about it from, like, a creator standpoint a little bit. Okay, I like that. Um, and, like, and also a, a viewer and a, and a creator. And, and so from, from the viewer perspective, like, you can choose people who seem to be more authentic. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to put out their whole fucking life, so keep that in mind. Right. But you can choose people who are more authentic, who are um, not not just like PR, 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 PR. Right. Like, notice those things, and usually it's what makes you feel shitty, right? Um, right. So from, from a creator, specifically, like, I'm a coach creator, right? And, like, I think that m- most people that I've experienced go to a coach that they think is going to serve them best Mm -hmm. and part of that is getting to know that person yeah you don't know a coach from just like a bio right um but you can go on a social media and get to know them and i think that like what's interesting is that like the majority of i wouldn't say a a lot of athletes who have reached out to me on social media to work with me just like a lot of my athletes have come from social media have said things more like I believe in your ethos right right it's not like oh you coach that uh, that athlete that fucking won gold at that one thing right. it's like y- you believe in this shit that I want to put out in the world right. and I want to be and I see feel like I belong to that ethos right and uh, so like let's work together right and so they see my successful athletes but it's more like I feel like you're not gonna fucking screw me over you're not going to hurt me right. you're not going to degrade me right. um you're the kind of coach that i want to work with and i see that in other coaches too well I'll be like oh this is what you're putting out there i fucking am about it right and that gives you a chance to work with an actual person right i mean it lets you get a sense of of a value system right and like an ethos and it lets you kind of see if see if you might be community right. right like you might be well suited right you get to be like okay we're part of the same tribe or, right. or whatever right, right um there's yeah. a shitty wording but like whatever yeah um and and i really like that and i try to be really aware of that when i'm putting out social media right. and like putting out content is right. like is this gonna hurt someone is this gonna motivate somebody is this going to let somebody in on the community that I'm creating here at uh, the gym? And it are, is going to let them into um, a feeling of understanding about what I'm about. Yeah. And, like, that gives them access to, like, decide if that's what they're about. Right. And, like, I think that that's a really positive thing that we wouldn't have otherwise. Like, as a small business owner and as a, as a coach, right. like, get to let people in on what they get. Right. Before they have to actually pay for something. Right. And I think that that's really fucking valuable. Yeah. Because if you just choose somebody out of a fucking newspaper or, like, whatever right. you used to do, then you have no idea until you're already in it. Right, right, right. And that kind of sucks. Right. Like, you can use it as a mutual screening process. Like, right. Right. Like, hey, here's what I'm about and here's what I'm offering. Right. As a creator. And people who are drawn to that can go, oh, I'm, I'm that might be a fit for me. Right. Like, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um... So, yeah, I think that that can be a really positive aspect to things. Yeah, okay. I like um, that a lot. I feel like we can talk about this for, like, a really long time. I have that sense, too, and I kind of feel like... Maybe there will be a part two? Maybe, yeah, maybe circle back to it. Right. Um, or work it into something else. But I feel like that's kind of the... I feel like that's kind of, like, 
feels like a comprehend like that's a bird, I feel bird's like eye. We, I feel like we covered a lot of the stuff that we meant to cover. Um, yeah. but I do want to just say like a couple of things if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like want to just be like, hey, like everybody, you have permission to uh, delete or unfollow. Um, I don't think canceling everybody who makes you uncomfortable yeah. is a good idea. Like, fuck off with that. Like. Instead, just don't follow them. Right. Don't have them be part of your social media network. Right. It doesn't matter if they don't have the same belief system as you. Right. Just don't have that be part of your experience. And like, even if it's not the same belief system, but same ethos, like, if somebody's putting out content that makes you feel shitty, just don't engage with that content. Right. And edit your experience so that you can have the best experience because your social media scroll is your choice. Right. We all have a choice to be in that space and you have the choice to make your space the safest, most comfortable, most inspiring and motivating space that you can. So like one thing that I did as an example is um, I don't follow uh, athletes who are much, much larger than me. Right. So I have a tendency to, to really... Um, really like uh 69 to like you know in the 70 kilo right. um weight range women who lift right and that's that makes me feel like i'm not ever going to accomplish my goals right. because i'm fucking half their size you know right, like right, right. i am much smaller yeah. much 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 smaller than those athletes and so i just decided to just not follow those athletes right then i go online and i see other people who are lifting like a reasonably amount like a chaseable amount of weight totally. to me and that feels motivating and inspiring and it also means that I can engage with them they engage back and we can have a conversation as peers right yeah, yeah. as I, just an example of like one way that I have curated my my accounts the other thing you can do is save like and share stuff that um, you feel really good about yeah. so like uh, one thing I did was and this is funny and not in athletics at all but like um, I have a folder in my saved in Instagram that's just like tiny houses and adventures. I never go into that folder. I started saving them because that's what the algorithm prioritizes. Okay. And um, when I started saving them, I uh, created an, an, an algorithm sh shift towards showing me more epic adventures in Patagonia, yeah. more tiny houses in fucking British Columbia and like whatever else. And that doesn't make me feel like shit. Right. So it was less like hella shredded 79 kilo fucking women lifting right. hella big and more, you know, chill, misty photos right. of, of fucking Polish cabins. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, what I'm like, what I'm getting a sense of is like, it's take ownership, right? Take like, ownership. Exactly. Like, take ownership of of that experience, right? Like, Stay in control. Right. It's like, if it, if it, uh, no one is, no one else is in, is in control of that experience, right? Like, and no one owes you any, owes you an experience. Right. Um, but you can, you can create it and, and craft it in the, in the most, the, the way that's most beneficial to you and a way that feels good. Right. And if it doesn't, you can stop. You can stop. Um, so that's from a consumer. Um, yeah. From a creator, uh, I would just like encourage everybody who posts in social media spaces to be aware of what you're posting, why, and how. Yeah. So like, um, look at your own postings and your own stories and your own reels and whatever whatever you're using, whatever you're putting out, and be like, how much of this is 
only positive and how much of this is like genuinely and honestly authentically me right. and my experience like so like be aware of it and you don't have to be like this is me crying because my mom was a dick i didn't eat today right, right, and right. like i just didn't manage my fucking life today right. you don't have to put that out there also just a quick note you fucking don't have to put out passive aggressive pointed statements that aren't at specific people which okay. people think I do, by the way. Like, I put out... Okay, so this is a funny, super benign um, uh, example. But, like, what I mean is, like, someone shouldn't do this. And, like, putting it out there, which people totally do. Right. Um, instead of just writing that person a message and being like, hey, don't do this. Right, right, which right. is, like, a way healthier way to just interact with other human beings. Right. Um, and effective. Yeah. Um, but, like, I put out uh, a white, whiteboard daily. Um, posted uh, chalk bucket etiquette. Yes. In my, I posted in my stories. Oh, dude. And three of my athletes were right. like, "Were you talking about me? Were you fucking talking about me? I'm not using the bucket. I'll use the bucket better. And I'll be. I'm like, okay. First of all, y'all do suck at using the chalk bucket. There's yeah. chalk, goddamn, everywhere. If you take chalk it out of the bucket, chalk, put it on your hands, take your hands out of the bucket, and then clap or in, unless you're being funny. Um, I'm like. Like, do something that gets chalk fucking everywhere. Like, that is not my favorite because right. I am in charge of keeping this place clean. Right. And that does cost me time. Right. But, like, that actually wasn't pointed at anybody. It was just, I just thought it was funny. Well, it's like, if and you like... spend time in a gym, <laughs> I feel like it's like, you spend time into the strength space, like, everybody fucks up chalk. It's I like... mean, everybody fucks up chalk for sure. Right. And also, like, this is an outdoor gym, which right. means that it's been fucking windy for a couple of days. Right. You might have heard the wind in the background because this place shakes a whole bunch. Right. Um, and uh, the wind has been the worst culprit with the chalk bucket lately. Like, I mean, have you watched the, like, walls. epic yeah. fucking snow wave that comes out of it if somebody uses it and then there's wind? Right. Like, so it wasn't actually pointed at anyone. I literally never do that. <laughs> um, well, so that... anybody who watches my social media... Um, it's never, it's, it's never, never at you. It's never about you. It's never about you. It's not about you. Um, if I have some issue with you, I fucking swear to God, I will either get over it or tell you. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, those are, those are just two things that I just like wanted to put out there from yeah. a consumer and from a, from a creator. Okay. I like um, that. as like kind of advice. Um, okay. Yeah. Like weightlifter of the week time? Time, time move to move to those, those segments. Yeah. Okay. Weightlifter of the week. Um. Uh, my weightlifting week is, is Willie. Um, okay, tell me about Willie. Willie's uh, Willie's a golfer. Okay, uh, is his primary sport. Golfer um, of the week. Golfer of the week, and he's uh, been crushing it in, in that respect, um, which I know very little about, uh, which is an interesting space for me to step into. Of like, I don't know a lot about golf. Um, I am to understand he's really good, and that's fun, but like mostly what the reason that's not why he's a weightlifter of the week. Like the thing that I really am stoked on is that he's uh, got on with a program of, he's like decided that he wants to be uh, uh, better at moving, weightlifting, um, taking care of you know his body as like a, a way of doing his primary sport better. So I think it's just a cool kind of um, cool mentality that, that you don't often see and that like is you know, kind of uh, a paradigm shift in the sport that he plays of like, of I'm going to, I want to get really, really powerful through the hips and be able to have a lot of strength and 
stability and rotational, all these kinds of things. And I just think it's cool uh, and mature to see someone like kind of dive into that and, and take it seriously. So, I don't know. Okay, so I know I told you the weightlifter of the week I was going to. Yeah, switch um, gears. I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to switch gears to two two athletes, actually. Okay. Because I fucking do this all the time. I'm sorry. Right. Um, so the first one is Annie Thor's daughter. Okay. Um, who is best known for her absurd abs and her, like, magic, magic smile. She's, like, smiling all the time. Right. Um, and she recently had a baby, and she got gnarly postpartum depression. Oh, shit. And she's, like, never, basically never been unhappy, as far as I can tell, from her, like, writings. Right. And all of a sudden, she was thrown into this, like, absolutely brutal fucking gnarly darkness. Right. And she decided to be really public about that. Wow. And um, as someone who tries and will continue to try to talk about mental health in public spaces, yeah. what ends up actually happening is this like weird cascade of lots of people thinking that you're in severe trouble, right. even though you're just really just trying to share an authentic experience, which right. is another reason people don't share authentic experiences. Right. Um, and so like I think that that's really fucking brave yeah. for somebody who's well known for their happiness right, right, right. to openly be like, hey, I'm, I went through a period of unhappiness. It was really hard. And this is, like, how I dealt with it. I think that that's, like, what I want to see more of from um, micro-celebrities, right? Yeah, I love that. Um, and, like, honestly, all celebrities. But I don't really give a shit about real celebrities. Like, the Kardashians, like, I'm not even sure I could name them all. Um, and, like, they all look, sound, and act the same to me. Like, they're not different. Yeah. Um, and so, like, these people who have large followings on social media, these, like, athletes that are real people but they also have accomplished great things yeah um i want to see more of their like authentic experience and i think that that was really cool that she did that yeah. um so that's that's athlete number one and athlete number two i'm gonna fucking shout out phoenix again uh, we're yeah. going to uh we're going to uh their first meet soon yeah and like they're uh i've never had an athlete prep so well right um like he's so on top of his shit yeah and like so uh present to the needs um of himself as an athlete um and also like not not trusting me right like he trusts me as his coach right but he's also taking ownership of his experience totally and like i just think that that's fucking awesome and like i know that he's gonna do really well in competitive spaces yeah um, because of that, like, calm focus. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just really, really excited uh, about, like, where this kid's going to go. Wow, I love that reflection. Yeah. Like, um, he does need a balance hat, that thing of, like, this is this is my experience, and, and you're guiding me through it. And right. Like, like, that kind of perfect. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas, like, historically, I've had athletes that were just, like, but what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Right. And I'm, like, you know. You know. Trust yourself. Right. And it's, like, a really cool split. So... Anyways, um, okay. media corner. Media corner. So we're going to tag team this one? Yeah, this is where we go way off the rails. Um, uh, yeah. So I haven't talked about my like love of true crime or the dark and twisty very much on here at all, which is true. a weird thing that has somehow missed. Um, but I'm like desperately into like true crime, whodunit, murder, mystery kind of, uh, kind of shit. Um, right. And uh, Mayor of Easttown is not true crime at all, but it is dark and twisty. Um, true, yeah. Like, for reference, my uh, two favorite shows of all time are Sharp Objects 
and uh, Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> just way off the topic. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah. So Maravis Town. Yeah. Uh, fucking wild short uh, season of um, starring Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. um, and it is a murder mystery whodunit. It is. It is. It is all those things. Um, and like, I don't know. I'm like walking the fence. We had. I don't know how long we talked about this show. Uh, we yeah. talked about it like for like three hours fucking straight. And like just like all the different elements. It just like does such an incredible job of like weaving these highly interesting characters um, with unclear motive. It just seems like the way you interact with them is like with these, these characters in this world yeah. is really, really, um, it draws you into this world. It's really appealing to be in there. Even though like one of the main comments like god that place looks cold and awful i mean the way that it was sold to me from um one of my athletes who's like absolutely incredible um uh was that it is a show where the environment is a character like it is a main character Mm -hmm. the town the environment the weather the ambiance it is its own character and like in that way you you get a sense of the way that it feels um to be one of the other characters right and like i feel like uh stranger things did uh a very similar thing like you have this that the like um the upside down Mm -hmm. um did you watch stranger things Mm -mm. okay so the upside down in stranger things is is a world that kind of looks similar to the world in um in maravis town okay and like when you're in it the uh, the experience of, of being in it, it feels a specific way. Okay. And that's a bigger show. So, right. like, it, as a reference to, like, have an idea of, like, yeah, how yeah. that feels. Um, sorry to reference a show you haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I'm i just, like, we're really addicted to it. We're on episode four or five? Something four or five in yeah. there right now. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to do any spoilers. Right. Um, but yo, uh, if you want to watch it and talk to me about it, like, oh my God, please do that. Please do. I like, yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm like stoked on the, it's just, I really, really, really like the, the way in which you get pieces of information and it's kind of like circling around, circling around, circling around, circling around. It's just kind of like wraps in a really compelling way. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is compelling. Is a good is a good word for it. And has a lot of like this is the thing we talk about when we talk about Westworld. It's like has a lot of trust in its audience. Right. It's like doesn't hold your hand. I right. Appreciate. I mean, I like intelligent shows. Yeah. Like I like shows that um, I like media that gives you um, agency. Mm-hmm. Right. That like is inviting you into the experience of the story instead of telling you the story. Yeah. Um. What the fuck you into eating lately? Well, or drinking. Or drinking, right? Like, um, so my one one rep snack for this week is uh, bubbly caffeinated soda waters. Yeah, mango passion fruit. Definitely, uh, yeah, mango passion fruit. That's the best one. Yeah, there's a berry situation that's pretty good too, but mango passion fruit's like the jam jam. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> because mango's definitely the best. Well, it's definitely the best, but there, you know, there's. Sometimes you can't get it. You can't always get the best best. Dude, I mean, sometimes you can't get, like, can't get anything. Any of them. Like, what the fuck? Maybe we shouldn't talk about this because there's, like, often only, like, two cases when we go there. So For reference, by the way, I think we drink about six to seven cases of sparkly water a week. That's exactly right. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely don't get this thing. If you see it, uh, um, can you just buy it and then drop it off at the Resilient Strength? I'll uh, throw the address in the. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cases and cases of this bubbly. It's so, yeah. I mean, it's uh, I mean, what do you say about a, a caffeinated bubbly water? It's delicious. It's refreshing. It has a little bit of caffeine in it. I start a lot of my mornings with it. I'm gonna go drink some of it right now. I, I might drink some right now. It's great. Like, but I felt like. You're like, what's it, what is, you know, what's, what are you jamming on right now? That's what I'm jamming on right now. Okay, okay, okay. What, have, what do you, what's your, what do you got going on this week? Okay, so my, like, desperate, undying love of whipped cream has somehow not really made it into this show. Which is shocking. Which is shocking, because yeah. I fucking love whipped cream. Like, yeah. there, it's like, it's like a staple in my diet. Right. Like, whipped cream is part of almost everything that I eat. Right. Um, I do eat vegetables. I don't put whipped cream on them. Um, but I do wish that they were peanut butter and jelly with whipped cream and bacon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and specifically the coconut whip from Trader Joe's. Yes. So it's a spray whip from Trader Joe's. Um, if you have worked with me with nutrition, you know that I do tend towards recommending spray whip in general because it is incredibly low calorie and very, very delicious. Mm -hmm. um, but I also have been known to put it into uh, the foam that I make for my coffee. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actively drinking that right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we both put it on peanut butter, jelly, granola bagels. Um, so yes. fucking whipped cream all day, all the time, always. I also haven't talked about pe powdered peanut butter. It's like really strange. That's gonna have to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'll touch on fluff at some point in the future. Um, so where can okay. people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram um, at, which is immediately my first plug, at Wilbur X Resilient. Yeah. Um, and you can find me um, on on Twitter at uh, Brian Wilbur, and uh, I'll put my email and, and stuff in the in the show notes and um you know you can reach out to me if you're looking to um if youth athletes that are looking for uh want uh summer private coaching um to get strong powerful and fast for sport um and also have some camps i have uh, a week of camps that have some I have spots in which is i'm stoked on um which i'm and gonna that's the last week of june right the last week of june I'm gonna pull up the dates. Okay. I had had that thought beforehand, <laughs> and I super didn't do it. Uh, the 21st through the 25th. So okay. that week, it's a four-day camp. I have some spots available. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. You can the link to register and everything like that. Cool. Which cool. I'm stoked on. So there's a athletic performance uh, camp for all sports and a football-specific one. Yeah, and you're running a like limited sale right now, right? Yeah, I got it's like a twenty something percent off. Twenty five percent off. Twenty five percent off. So. Um, so yeah, jump on that ASAP because that sale will end, and then you'll have to pay more money for that, and yeah. that's not ideal. Paying yeah. less money is always better. Less money is better. <laughs> uh, so link of the show notes there. Um, so okay. if you want to come train at uh, the Resilient Strength, I don't currently have space for one on one athletes. Um, I'm just gonna call that like. I have a bunch yeah. of people on who have been waitlisted, and also, like, it's not fair to waitlist somebody, um, so I don't have space for that. I do have space for, um, maybe one more remote athlete, mm -hmm. um, and we are going to be moving into a space where you can work with me a lot more, um, so I will be announcing that hopefully really soon. We have a yeah. meeting later today. Fucking excited about that project. Um, 
so we're just keep alluding to this random project yeah. all through this episode. Um, and uh, but if you want to come train at the gym and be part of the community, um, fuck yeah, I would love to have you here. Um, and if you want to do programming from me but not train one on one regularly and train at the resilient strength, you can absolutely do that too. Um, I do have options. Uh, and it is it is a little bit cheaper if you come and train at the at the gym. So um, we do have space for that, and I would love to work with you on that. Um, I never say this for some reason. If you want to buy Fitquick, um, click yeah. on the link for the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the store for uh, hoodies for the gym. If you want to rock uh, the Resilient Strength hoodies, which are pretty fucking tight. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it's funny. Everybody I gave them to or has bought them just like doesn't take them off, which is great. Wear them all the time. Um, so, uh, so yeah, go ahead and jump on that or you can, uh, you can get fit quick and, and you can buy training and you can buy camps in the store for the website. So, yeah. um, all that shit is in, in there. Um, and then if you want to shoot me an email, you want to say hi, uh, the resilient strength at gmail.com is how you can get on fucking all of those things. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, because this is about social media, my, uh, social media is exclusively Instagram. Um, I do double post from Instagram to Facebook. Do not think that I'm watching that. If you comment <laughs> or you message me on there, please, 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 please don't think that I um, am uh, ghosting you. And please also go ahead and don't message me there yeah. ever. Um, uh, Holly X Resilient on Instagram. My other accounts, you can go ahead and click on those in my bio. Um, so the gym, my nature porn account, um, and also FitQuick are all going to be listed in that in that bio. Um, all right. Fuck yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>